Welcome to the Big Heart Business Show. My name is Carrie Shepard, business strategist, philanthropist, and believer. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs be more, do more, and give more beyond their business, and to do it with more heart and less hustle. Each week on the show, I'll be here with a message or interview from a powerhouse entrepreneur that has built their business by giving back. Together, we will inspire you, fuel you, and get you going with simple action steps and strategies to grow your purpose-driven business. Our philosophy here is that we can change the world one big heart business at a time. Let's get started. This is episode number three of the Big Heart Business Show, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to my friend Jessica Nazarelli. Jessica knew at an early age that personal development would be a part of her life's work, but it wasn't until she started a passion project, a blog and health food website in 2011, that Jessica's dream came true. Today, Jessica merges business with her desire to help people through the courses she releases through the It Girl Academy, It Girl Foundation, and her podcast, It Girl Radio. She is passionate about helping women to use the Evergreen model for enrolling consistent clients without having to do big, stressful launches. Mm -hmm. Ah, that is music to my ears, Jessica. (laughs) I am so excited to have you here today, and I would love for you just to um, give the audience a little bit of the the real deal story behind um, where you are today. Mm, Well, I'm in my office in Sydney, Australia, which is very exciting uh, because for about a period of three years, I was doing a lot of travel. 18 months of it was we were location independent, my husband and I, and actually was throughout all of the states. I met up with Kerry in Austin, which was so much fun. We had an amazing lunch. Um, But yeah, like Kerry mentioned, my business happens and because of my business, I was able to travel and have this freedom and flexibility um, because I, I really did follow my passion and decided to start a blog in 2011. And through, oh, I guess many mishaps and being guided in the right direction, it um, somehow turned into what well, turned into a coaching business, which has evolved to what it is today, which is really focusing on helping women to use the internet, like use advanced online marketing strategies to you know make money online or to find consistent customers and clients and i'm passionate about helping you know western women do this as well as women in developing countries and so i think we're going to talk about both today which will be fun yeah absolutely i love the heart that you have for both both sides of that business so i'd love to just kind of get a better sense of how you came to to be a you know this business coach from Mm. a health coach and what that transition looked like for you Yes, yes. So I started um, my bl- a blog, which was called Live Healthy Simply, in 2011, after having a bit of a quarter life crisis and going, okay, I work, I worked so hard at university, I worked, you know, really hard to get the good job, um, and then our, the moment actually happened when I was on holidays with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, and he proposed. And so that was amazing. That was incredible. Came back to Australia. I remember sitting and looking at my, like, my best girlfriend 
And she was very excited. Like she was planning the wedding already in her head. She was like, we can go here to try on dresses. Um, this is what we could do for your bachelorette party. And I remember looking at her going, why am I not as excited as her? Like, what is wrong with this picture? Like, I'm the one getting married. And it had nothing to do with who I was getting engaged to because I love Faze. I knew he was for, he was for me. But it doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't matter what job you have. It doesn't matter where you live. If you don't, like, know yourself and like yourself and if you're happy with what you're doing in the world on a day-to-day basis. And I, I wasn't happy in my job. Like I knew I wasn't living out my potential and I, I didn't know what my potential was. I didn't know what else was meant for me. And I think that can be a really um, challenging place to be in because then I felt guilty for feeling bad because I'm like, oh my God, like, like this is like very like rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, you know, Western people's problems, right? It's like, I don't know what my passion is. Um, well, boohoo, like people are like dying and, you know, don't know like how they're going to feed their children. Like it is a very, um, it's a high level problem to have. But if anyone listening is in that situation, it can be very soul destroying, like thinking about your life and thinking, oh my gosh, is that, am I only going to amount to this? Am I not really and truly going to be able to make an impact? And so when I was in that place, I was like, okay, I have to do something. And I'd been reading a lot of blogs at the time around like health and wellness and personal development. And I had grown up um, with parents who were like pretty new age, um, you know, pretty health conscious. So that had always been in my um, vicinity, I guess. And I was like, well, why don't I just start a blog? And it was more just to, like I said, have a passion project or an outlet or feel like I was contributing in some small way. Like maybe I'd write an article and it would help someone. And so I, I did that. I started blogging for 18 months. I blogged every day. And around the same time I started the blog, um, my fiance, now husband and I started um, a health food store, like an online health food store, which we still have today. Um, it's called shophealthy.com.au. And so I had this health blog and I had this health food store and that's at the moment where I thought I'd become a health coach, which is what you mentioned before, Carrie. Right. So I remember thinking, okay, well, I, I'll become a health coach and then it's all going to make sense. You know, I'm going to have all these three things and they're all going to work together. And potentially some of your listeners can relate to this as well. You know, I, I was so certain I was going to be a health coach. I thought it was going to be my thing. I was totally committed to it. So I took the coaching certification and then I worked with, you know, one or two clients and I remember going, I don't like this at all. You know, I don't, I didn't find the conversation, you know, that inspiring. I, I just knew it wasn't for me. Uh-huh. And I think the turning point was I had a discovery call and I remember I had a thought in my mind. I was like, I really hope she doesn't sign up. That's not a good feeling. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not like clearly like your niche and target. Like clearly oh, yeah. everything is off if you're thinking that. And so I was like, I remember thinking that and feeling really shocked and going, oh, my God, like I'm in a like this. This is bad. You know, clearly oh, I shouldn't be doing this if I'm thinking that. So then I, I deleted the health coaching tab for my website and I was like, OK, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not I'm not health coaching anymore. But the same month I, I made that decision, and I think this is important to point out because 
it's like sometimes if you just make some small action, like you take one step forward, the next door is going to open. So I had no idea what I was going to do. I was just like, okay, well, maybe I'll focus on the store. Maybe, you know, this is just meant to be a, a passion project for a little bit longer. I knew I wanted to turn it into a business, but I didn't know how. But within, you know, probably about four weeks, I had somebody reach out to me and they said, hi, Jess, I know you're a health coach. <laughs> Which I, 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 you're like, how do you know that? <laughs> I'm like, deleted that page. How do you know that? Um, and she said, but I, I don't need health coaching because she was training to become a naturopath or a nutritionist. I, I can't quite remember. But she said, um, I would like you to help me to start a blog because when I graduate, I would like to, you know, use my blog to get clients. Uh-huh. Can you help me do that? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. You know, I, I, I went, okay, yeah, you know, I can help you. I've been blogging like five days a week, for 18 months. Like I, I definitely knew the beginner pieces. And I was like, yeah, sure, I could help someone who's never blogged before. And so I, I made up a three-session coaching package. I called it a blog breakthrough coaching package. I made up a really random number. I said, usually it's um, $450 for three sessions, but I'm running a special. So it's 419. Interesting number. There was no, like, nines or sevens at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a nine, but yeah, and kind of an awkward nine. Yeah. And <laughs> Three nine she, seven. Yeah, yeah, now. exactly, exactly. But she, um, she signed up and I worked with her and I realized that that is, that's what I wanted to do. Like it really, um, I found it so inspiring and I loved mm. the conversation I was having with her. And so that's when I realized, wow, like maybe this could be a business. Maybe this could be a thing. And so I released like a blog coaching package and emailed my list and I got, you know, like 20 clients um, very quickly. So it just like really flowed because I was, I was in alignment and it was obviously uh-huh. what I was meant to be doing. And, you know, from there I was blog coaching for maybe around about nine months. And then as I started to learn other skills, um, my my coaching, I guess, expanded. And then so it was kind of, I was doing more business coaching. And then I would say today, um, t- titles are funny things. I kind of like, I never really know right. what's for myself. But I would say I'm probably more of a marketing coach than a business coach because what I'm teaching is, it's all like online marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the big focus I have in my flagship programs. Um, I teach a process called the Evergreen Model, which means, that instead of having to launch, you um, are constantly enrolling people into your programs through, you know, or running traffic continuously to lead magnets, and then they go through their own individual funnel where it closes um, at a different time for everyone as opposed uh-huh. to a launch where there's an open cut and close cut date. Yeah. So that is in a bit of a nutshell, yeah, how, how I got started. Yeah, I mean, that journey is so fascinating. I think it can probably resonate with so many of our listeners because, you know, going back to when you had to really let go of that health coaching piece, it mm-hmm. just makes me feel like how, you know, how difficult was that for you to, you know, it's kind of like you're burning those boats or, you know, you're burning mm-hmm. the boats to move forward. And had you not have released the health coaching, you might not have figured out that you wanted to do blog coaching, to figure out you wanted to do Mm. business coaching, to be Mm. in the iteration of your business now. Mm. So I just wonder maybe what kind of advice you could give somebody that maybe they have some, you know, they've picked their niche or their, you know, (laughs) title, but it's not flowing and it's not, they don't feel like they're in alignment. 
what kind of advice would you give them to, to kind of burn those boats to move forward? Mm. Well, I think you have to be very honest with yourself. And I think for a while, like, I was avoiding that, um, and I wasn't, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is fine. You know, I, I can I can make this work. And I, I have a bit of a theory that for some reason, I think men can work on, I mean, obviously not all men and not all women, but, like, I feel like with men, if it's, like, business and, like, they see potential there, like, they can kind of soldier through and, like, make it work. Whether I know for me and a lot of women that I work with, if it's like, if they don't have some passion for it, it's like, it's never really going to get off the ground or be what it could be. So I would just encourage you to be really honest with yourself and, you know, and ask yourself, you know, is this really what I want to do? And I also, this is what I also tell my clients as well. It's like, if you have an idea and you're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be amazing. Go out and do target market research, you know, really early on. And then even like coach somebody for free. Like I think if I, I should have done this, you know, like even before I took the health coaching certification or even while I was in it. So I could have found out a lot sooner that it wasn't for me and I could have then spent time exploring what was. But I, I just spent so much time up in my head and thinking, well, I, I've logically, I've worked it out without actually feeling it, if that makes sense. Mm, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point before you kind of put your stake in the ground, test it mm -hmm. out and make sure that that's what you want to do. And again, yeah. like you said, with the different parts and places that you've been in your business is to be open to change and open to possibilities mm -hmm. that other things might be meant for you. Because I think sometimes we kind of grasp onto this one thing we're going to be and it's hard for us to kind of crack open and be open to changing because you think, well, you know, I want to be consistent and I want my message to be consistent. We hear some of this messaging and it's like, mm -hmm. you need to be doing what you're meant to be doing. And if that's yeah. not what you're doing right now, then change is in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd love to t talk a little bit about your evergreen model, um, mm -hmm. which I, you know, also subscribe to and, and run my business similarly. And I mm -hmm. love that, that way of running your business. So I'd love to hear maybe if you could share with our audience kind of how you came about that, because I know, you also have some experience in the launching um, mm. <laughs> way of doing business and what led yeah. you to really creating and moving your business into the, to the evergreen model. Yeah, definitely. So um, it was a little over two years ago. Um, so it was December, 2014. Um, I was fully booked with the clients and I was just like, something really has to change in order, you know, for my business to grow and, you know, for me not to be working with, I wouldn't say I have like 21 clients. So it was really crazy and it just wasn't sustainable over the long term. And I knew going into 2015, you know, things, things needed to be different. And so I, I was, it was like, okay, I'll create a group program. So somehow I managed to create a group program and launch the group program along with having all these one-on-one -on -one clients. And, you know, it was like I learned so much from like launching for the first time and thinking about, okay, well, what would be the best group program for my audience? And it was success. You know, it was, it was a six-figure launch, which was, um, which was great. Like it was, um, I was really grateful for that. However, I got to the end of the launch and I remember just feeling exhausted and just not excited about the idea that this was now my business model. So I was like, okay, well, I can see now that this trajectory is, you know, scale back from doing one-on-one -on -one clients 
and then launch, you know, four times, three times, twice a year, once a year, like, or whatever it is, like have like a launching model based business with group programs. I was like, I don't really want to do that either. And that's really where the whole evergreen model came from was realizing what I didn't want to do. And so at the time, I didn't know anyone personally who was running their business like this. Um, I knew like some other people online were, but I, I hadn't even really explored it that much. It really just came from, this is not what I want to be doing. Um, and there has to be another way. And I'm willing to figure out what it is. And the actual idea came to me when I was thinking about, okay, well, I want to continue growing my business. So I guess I need to launch again in maybe three or four months. And I was like, I don't even know how I have the bandwidth to do that because I still had all these one-on-one clients. And I then had everyone in a group program that I was running for the first time. I was like, I really need to like focus on them so they actually, you know, have a good experience. And then at the same time, I'm meant to be gearing up for another launch. I was like, I just don't think I can do all of that. And the thought that came to my mind was, well, why don't you just keep on enrolling people in my program at the time was find your first time coaching clients. And then that way they would just, you know, continue, like people would join the group at different times. There would, I would have Q and a calls where people could ask questions related to whatever they wanted to about the program. And then I wouldn't need to take on one-on-one clients because I could just funnel them into the group and I wouldn't have to work on another launch because like I would just need to switch it over to Evergreen. And so that's how the idea came about. And so I just really started testing it. And so by now I've probably been running my business like this. Yeah. For, for about two years. And it's, I mean, it's been a game changer. Like I I can't imagine um, doing all the travel, which I did if I was, you know, launching or had a whole bunch of one-on-one clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, like kind of looking into the future, like I think if, if women want to have a family or they just desire more freedom, I, I think it's just a really good way to be looking at running your business. Yeah, so, I think it's amazing. Love it as well. yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the launch game is so stressful. And I mean, it seems like everyone you talk to, <laughs> maybe not everybody, but I hear a lot of women talking about how stressful it is and they're burnt out. And then, like you said, they don't have the energy to put into the program, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to do that to our clients that are spending and investing in their business and their, you know, future with us. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that that's, you know, that you found that for yourself. And then, you know, again, sharing that message to show that there's a different way to do it. And, mm. you know, again, it goes back to you really creating a, a way of doing business based on what you want. And in the way that you want to run your business. So I think that's fantastic. So your programs are all called It Girl, It Girl Academy, It Girl Radio. Um, I would love for you to share with our audience, what does being an It Girl mean to you? Mm, That's the question I ask my podcast. (laughs) I know. I want to hear what your definition is. Yeah, sure. So um, to me, an It Girl is someone who's confident, who owns who she is, who is not afraid of doing things differently and like um, stepping outside of the box and breaking the rules and living life her own way. And I think we live in such an exciting time that to be an it girl, you know, we don't need to be a model. We don't need to be an actress. We don't need to date someone famous. We can have, you know, elements of that lifestyle. And 
Um, when I say lifestyle, for me, it's more like about freedom, like freedom, how you choose to spend your time, like who you choose to spend your time with. Um, you can, you can do that by, um, having your own business. And so I think it's, it's such an exciting time because it hasn't always been like this. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what, that is the definition of it girl to me. I love it. I love it. Who doesn't want that? And that I love the consistency that you have with your branding. And, you know, one of the things here at the Big Heart Business Show and mm. um, is that we and I believe in, you know, really creating a business where we make that big impact and we're able to mm. give back. And I'd mm. love for you to share with our audience the foundation that you've built and mm. talk a little bit about um, the change that that's making in the world right now. Yeah, of course. So last year, um, it was actually New Year's Day in 2016, I came up with the idea of um, launching the Eat Girl Foundation. And so that is um, essentially, it's, a, it's an organization that provides online training for women in developing countries to make money online. So they can take courses, they're, you know, they're 100% free of charge. Um, we're looking at in the future, potentially having like a lower dollar cost product that would then be used to like kind of reinvest back into the organization. But at the moment, it's, um, yeah, everything's completely free. And it's helping people to become, you know, virtual assistants or freelancers and make 3 to $5 an hour online, which uh, may not seem like a lot to you or, me, you or me, but it like that is kind of life-changing for people living in, say, like somewhere like the Philippines. Um, So, yeah, um, my husband and I went to the Philippines in July last year to launch um, the program. I spoke at a few different um, startups over there um, and a few different organizations. And it was, yeah, it was was a really incredible experience to, and kind of goes back to as, as well, like knowing your target market. So it's like I went over there thinking, oh, okay, like this is what they need. And then I went over there and I was like, actually, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I had some idea, but I was like, wow, you know, there, there is, there's like the technical elements, but then, um, I would say definitely, um, for say somewhere like the Philippines, which is where we've had a big focus on in the beginning, mm-hmm. like building up their mindset and belief in themselves has actually been huge because, um, like low self-esteem is quite prevalent over there. So it's like if you don't believe that you can charge three to five dollars an hour, you're probably not going to be able to charge it. So um, that was really interesting for me to see because I, in my mind, I was just like, okay, well, we'll have technical trainings on, you know, WordPress and Mailchimp, and I mean that's definitely still there and it's in the programs. But a big part of it is you know, owning your value and believing that you can work this way, that you can work for yourself, that you, you know, deserve to have enough money to support yourself and your family, uh, which is interesting because I think women in developing, um, in the, like, de- 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 developed worlds and Western worlds, like, they have a variation of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been um, a really cool experience to really get to know, um, I guess my target market over there and make sure that I'm creating a program, which is actually going to benefit them. Yeah, that's incredible. And I love the fact, you know, you're really utilizing your skills and your gifts and talents to create, you know, to create this impact and change. 
So how does how does somebody get um, involved or take advantage of the It Girl Foundation um, mm. program? Yeah, yeah, sure. So you can go to um, itgirlfoundation.org, um, and so that's where you can kind of you can sign up to receive more information, and then we kind of reach out to you and just like find out where you're at and um, I guess what you're wanting to achieve, because our goal is we don't want to just make the program. I guess so accessible that it's like, okay, it's on the website. You can just go through it right away. I mean, we thought about doing that as well. But for us, we wanted to make it so there were, I guess, some barriers of entry. So you need to apply and kind of show like why, um, you know, why you would like to take the program and how this will benefit you. Because I feel like when people are bought in on some level, like they've mm-hmm. committed time to filling in an application and answering questions, um, then they're going to be more committed to actually taking the program and applying it. And so that's what we've started off doing. Again, you know, could change in the future, um, but that that's a process at the moment because we want people um, – because we're also kind of um, – I have, like, a customer service person who's supporting them as well. Um, there's a private Facebook group. So there is time from my team which is dedicated to it. So I want to make sure the people in there, I guess, are, are taking advantage of that and are actually um, putting the program to good use. So that's why we I, we set up those structures to begin with. Yeah, I think that's really good. So they're applying and, you know, they're putting some skin in the game to actually get the value so they put the work yeah. in, yeah, to make a difference. Totally. So how many women are you looking to serve over this year? Do you have a, a goal in mind or – yeah, so our goal is a thousand. Um, we would like to have, yeah, get like a thousand women through the program a year. Um, so we'll we'll see. I mean, last year we did about four hundred. So our goal last year was a thousand, but it just it took. I mean, everything kind of takes longer, right? <laughs> then you anticipate it, and getting the actual program to launch, we ended up going to the Philippines a little bit later. Um, and I think as well, like educating people on, in my mind as well, I was like, oh, well, it's a free program. Like it will be easy to get people into it. And that isn't necessarily the case either, right? You know, especially because um, we're getting people to apply and we want like the right people in there. Mm-hmm. So we've partnered with some organizations over there. So like they'll give um, like a bunch of people at a time, so maybe like 100 or 200 people. We're looking at targeting people who may not be able to afford to go to university or people who have just graduated from university and they're thinking, um, you know, a lot of them will go and work in a call center and where, you know, the hours aren't very flexible. It's, you know, not the greatest conditions. So it's like, okay, well, um, you could work for yourself. So we're, I think... If, if we can partner with some really big organizations, I think hitting the 1,000 won't be hard because they'll be giving kind of chunks of people to us at a time and almost going through the screening process as well. So that will be cool. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, to have somebody else drive that traffic and help drive that traffic would be great. So mm. where do you see um, It Girl Foundation going in the future? Do you have a bigger mm. vision for, for the way that you want to impact the world? Yeah. So, I mean, at the moment, we're focusing on the Philippines because that – um, I, I've had um, experience working with people from the Philippines before, and it was kind of close to Australia, so we went there. I mean, long term, I'd love to roll out. Um, so say there's like a, 
a program in the Philippines, but potentially there's one in India or somewhere in Africa. So kind of um, rolling out different satellite schools, I guess, for it. Um, so the Philippines is definitely um, the, the testing ground to see what works. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think really for it to work, like you need to have contacts, you know, in India or in whatever country you're looking to roll it out in. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, in the long term in the future, I would love to do that. I mean, I would even like to include um, a micro-lending side of the organization to so say if somebody wants to take the program, but, you know, they don't have a computer or they don't wow. have the internet, like that they would be able to get a loan. And then, obviously, once they have the loan, then it's going to enable them to do the work because at the moment it is, I mean, the like, people who are really poor wouldn't be able to take it because they likely wouldn't have access to mm-hmm. internet or a computer. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely helping people who are um, borderline, I guess, and helping them to progress. But I, I think, you know, having that micro lending side of the um, organization would help people who, um, yeah, can't afford a computer or can't afford internet um, to, to be able to. So that makes total sense. Yeah, because I was wondering what if they didn't have the computer or the facilities or the, the yeah. resources. So that makes total sense. Well, that's amazing. And that's, you know, that's so inspiring to see you actually create your own foundation and create your own vision for the change that you want to make. Because, you know, a lot of the, the entrepreneurs we talk to, there's so many great organizations out there to partner with. Mm-hmm. But yours is very unique. I have not heard of, of something like that. So it's 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 truly inspiring. So, Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Absolutely. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into our lightning round here. So yeah. I'll ask you a couple of quick questions. So the first one is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, best piece of advice? Probably that, oh, yes. Everything, everything works out in the end. And if it's not the, oh, how does it go? Um, everything works out in the in the end, and if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and it's kind of I, I love that because it's kind of I don't know. It's funny, and whenever I'm stressing out about something, it's like, okay. Like nobody's died, <laughs> nobody's gonna lose a limb. Like it's, it's uh-huh. really not the end of the world. Um, Keeping everything yeah. in perspective, right? Exactly. Well, this, this might be a, uh, you'll have to rack your brain for another one, but what is your favorite quote or mantra that you live by? Mm, I love this quote in the Course of Miracles, which says, he who is certain of the outcome can wait and wait without anxiety. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. And if you could recommend a book to our audience, which one would you recommend and why? Mm, there's so many great books out there. Um, a book that, oh gosh, it depends what direction you want to take this. Um, I mean, a book I really love to just, I guess, remind me that everything is working out is like leveraging the universe. So it's, you know, it's law of attraction. Um, I guess essentially, but for me, whenever I kind of pick it up, it's kind of, it's very lighthearted. It's easy to read. And I think if anyone is in a place where they're like, Oh my gosh, things aren't working out. And why, why is everything so hard? Um, or you're just having one of those days. Um, wow. it can be, yeah, really powerful to 
lift up your energy. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Well, Jessica, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your heart with us, you know, and sharing your foundation and that journey. And it's just, it seems like you're making such a big impact, not only with your paid clients and your group program and, uh, but also with your family. I love the fact that you really built a life that you have freedom, that you actually, you know, were able to spend so much time with your husband and travel and just what a great example you're really setting for women out there that we really can write our own story and have that freedom. Mm-hmm. So I just always wish you the best of luck. And, you know, I know you also have another a podcast and your um, your signature offer and just everything. So I'd love to, if you could just share with the audience, um, what's the best place that they can find you at? Mm, well, thank you, Carrie. It's, it's been so much fun being here. Um, so my website is Jessica Nazarali. So that's N-A- Z-A-R-A-L-I. Um, my podcast is It Girl Radio, so you can just search that in the podcast app or on iTunes. And, yeah, I'm on all the social media channels as well. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'd love to connect with you over there. Yeah, awesome. And we'll make sure and um, put all those links in the show notes as well. So, again, thank you so much for being here, and good luck with all of your endeavors. And I hope to see you again very soon. Come yeah, to Austin. Thank you, Carrie. See you Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Heart Business Show. If you know someone that could benefit from this information, I would so appreciate it if you share the love. And make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. One last thing. If you're ready to fuel your Big Heart business with a consistent flow of cash and clients, head on over to carrieshepherd.com forward slash free guests to access a very special video series I created just for you. And don't forget, we are changing the world one big heart business at a time.